Guys, I have some awful news. Oh, I shit! <laughs> I, was, I was just handed a note from production. We're being canceled. What? Excuse me? Good, I'm glad. Exactly. I didn't write you that <laughs> note. Being, I'm production. We are, being, we are being replaced by the so insanely popular Steve Eccles podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Uh, it oh, fuck, so I've listened to amazing. it. It's super good. I cannot good. believe the content on the Steve Eccles podcast show. Hey, where can it we is... find that? Where can we find that at? Who can, is I that? mean, it's you... all it's it's all over the internet, guys. Oh, is it? I found it's it all over oh, the internet. You're, you're right. I found it on all the popular kids' yeah, social oh, media oh. outlets. Hey, you know what? I just found it at getfuck.com, Steve Eccles. Who, <laughs> For real? Who, who Fuck you, Steve guy? Eccles. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. Who is this guy? Fuck off, Steve Eccles. Oh. Not probably going to use that. Anyway. Yeah. Why? Beef. Look, some guy badmouthed us. It's one guy. Let Bullshit. it go. Let it go. Fuck it. Okay. Let it go. Let it go. It's going to be okay. But seriously, fuck you, Steve Eccles. Oh. You're listening to The Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. What's up, all you ladies and germs? Guess who it is? It's the most underrated pod... No, overrated. It's the most overrated podcast in the wrestling world. We are the reason that wrestlers and wrestling fans can't have nice things. We're the four <laughs> horsemen of the wrestling world and not the, you know, super talented wrestling group. We're, we're, we're the actually four horsemen the, the of disappointment. We're the four Woo! horsemen of... of just death, pestilence, war, and, and, and famine. We suck the life out of everything. Oh, Beef oh, and I are way, not hi, famine. Guys. I was going to say, yeah, famine. Show. Hi, welcome and, back, uh, Ransom. Yeah, it's the Interruption Show. This is the P3 Podcast, you stupid idiots. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Alec Ransom. I'm the guy who's working on his fourth chin and likes to berate everybody. How's everybody doing? That sounds great. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, introduce the, the cohorts here. Um, I would like to first introduce the man who speaks very, very eloquently, yet has nothing to say, and that would be the reigning, defending, undisputed, uh, interpromotional flab champion of the world, uh, Poot the Board. I'm going to let you have this one, Advocate, because you just got back from a nice, relaxing uh, vacation, so you're sad that you're back. I get it. We're disappointments, and uh, so is... Uh, so is Mordor. I get it. So, you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Move on. All right. Moving on. We're going to move on to the man who doesn't speak so eloquently and yet still has pretty much nothing to say, which would be <laughs> the uh, ever so disappointing Beef of Legend. I'll have you know that I won my wife over with my eloquent speech. Thank you very much. I just think wow. too fast. That's my problem. I think too fast. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's really the... Okay, um, moving on. We've got uh, we got the guy who uh, who does uh, frequently have a lot to say and uh, does say it eloquently and uh, through through a bunch usually of arms. usually is pretty pertinent. Uh, you know, we're gonna go ahead and give credit where credit is due. Ugh, sponsor, uh, that would be <laughs> uppercut, bomb, Tom. Uh, welcome back, Ransom. Good to have you back. Uh, I hope uh, I don't know if you got to. Did you? I don't know if you got to listen to last week's episode but i tried to invoke your spirit the best i could and i hope you enjoyed that whenever i was introducing beef last week 
I did. You really set off. Uh, you really set off a lot of the salt there, and I, I really felt like, you know, if if you were a little less handsome and uh, a little more fat and uh, had <laughs> had a lot more beers, I mean, you pretty much would be me. You know, the way you were wow. looking on them, and I appreciate that. I, I take that as a compliment. Sweet. <laughs> That's high praise from the Rat King, man. I'll That's, tell you what. Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> what is it? Oh. Hey, so Can't we're confirm. coming off of a very disappointing and at the same time very exciting week of wrestling. It's it's a very bipolar wrestling week that we see it coming off of. And I, I didn't uh, catch any of it because I was hanging out with, uh, with the mouse. So uh, I didn't really give two shits about wrestling last week, so I have no idea what happened. Uh, so I'm going to be a great contributor to this show, Finn. Freaking test, like, 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 like Dead Mouth Five. Were you hanging out with Dead Mouth Five at, at a club? No, dummy. Was I was there, hanging out with the real mouse. Was there a moose loose gotcha. in the hoose? There's a moose loose in the hoose. Did you see that goddamn Michael Heisner? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walt and I, Walt and I were hanging hey, out. Hey, what's this I hear? You bunch of guys not wanting to wear your purity rings? Huh? Oh, oh my. Rings stay on. Huh? <laughs> You don't did you, wait, hold on. Fucking okay. Talk to me huh? that way. <laughs> Poot, did you what? see the last episode of that? Oh, the most recent one? Yeah. Yes, I did. It was yes. it was very funny. And apparently hey, that wait, episode wait, got Wait, wait, where's South Park? Do I own that yet? Not yet, sir. Not yet, sir. <laughs> <laughs> did, it it uh that episode actually got banned in China. It did, and that was the name of the episode, Banned, banned in, in China. China. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, it. You know what? Speaking of <sighs> speaking of getting sponsored or banned, why don't we thank some sponsors here real quick? Uh, hey, I want to try it out real quick. All right, so all give right. me a shot. Give me a fair shake at this. All right, man, yeah, do it. We're gonna we're gonna try and turn over a new leaf and uh, and really really do it well. Uh, so I want to thank the sponsor that I know the most about, um, and that would be our very own Tiger Bomb Tom, the casual gaming dad, Zilla. Uh, he does the retro games, he does the current games, he does a lot of fun games, and reminds me about the fun that I had in my childhood before I grew up and, uh, hated everything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Adulthood. So thank you for bringing me back to the nostalgias of when I was actually happy. You're quite welcome, sir. Very much appreciate that. <laughs> and... Uh, also, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, and, uh, as we, uh, as we were mentioning before, last week we were waiting on it, now it's official, they're up there. So uh, I want to give a big shout out to Gould Gaming because we have Pittsburgh Power Driver Podcast T-shirts available in my section of the Gould Gaming shop. Yes, Woo! buy them, buy them, buy them, and shit all over them for all we care. As long as you buy them, I don't care what you do with them. Buy them, yep. burn them, use them as napkins. Who, who cares? Just rags. Get them. Do that too. Oh yeah. boy, we took a very dark turn there. Uh, also, like to thank uh, uh, Sean uh, Tischler. Yeah, that's it. That's those are words. Great execution, Sean You're doing great. He does a he does a great thing with uh, with some stuff in uh, wrestling, and uh, we're gonna be going to IC Clearfield W uh, International Airport uh, this Saturday. We have a regional uh, airport. The, the idiots the idiots of this show um, are gonna be front and center for some uh, some wrestling. And yep. uh, probably wouldn't be too far out of the spectrum to say I may or may not be speaking like Jim Cornette all night. Oh, hey, guys. Motherfucker. Oh, Motherfuckers. Um, the, uh, uh, so Sean actually sent me a message before we started recording the podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah. So along with the card that's been announced, which it's going to be a good one, there is yes. a 10th anniversary battle royal. Oh, so there's going to be a nice battle royal there. 
Um, again, tickets are still available. It's this coming Saturday, October 12th. Uh, 2019, if you're listening in the future. By the way, future use, I, I'm sorry you're so disappointed and sad at us. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, tickets are still available. Make sure that you go to uh, Clearfield. Uh, was it Clearfield Wrestling? At, no, IWCClearfield.com. Uh, yeah. Um, if, and if you need to, check out the Facebook page. If you just look, if you search on Facebook for IWC Clearfield X. You'll uh, you'll find the event there, and you can get tickets that way uh, it's as well. IWCWrestling.com and Facebook.com slash IWCWrestling. Uh, there you follow go. And on you Twitter. Do not, I was say, you do not need to – I'm sorry, Pooh. You do not need to pre-order tickets. You can show up for general admission. Uh, obviously, that would be uh, first general come, first admission. serve. So if you want the good seats, make sure you prepay with Sean or on the website, uh, guaranteed ringside. Otherwise, show up, stand in line, and – Get to see some wrestling. Um, oh, I can't wait. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a an I'm absolute pumped. an absolute blast. Um yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it quite a bit because in the, I mean they've had in the past their first show when I picked up our tickets uh from Mr. Tischler, um I was uh yik yakking at him and he told Ooh. me the very first show that they had in Clearfield ten years ago, uh Johnny Gargano was on that card. So, yep. nice. I mean, you know, so you never know who you're going to see at uh, IWC. future Clearfield. stars in the business, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. And, right. you know, lo seeing local favorites. I know Beef and I are super excited to see uh, Casanova Cato and Seabass. Uh, uh, Seabass. Yeah, yeah, man. Seabass. It's been, been a hot minute. Yeah. And I'm personally excited to uh, to see Facade. I know he's taking on uh, Jackson Argos, I believe, yep. for the for the title. Yep. Um, yes. So and and I've met I met Facade. Uh, he was a client of mine, and uh, I'm excited to. Oh well, you get can his... well you can interview him then. I hope so. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be nice. That'd be super cool. Get some interviews there now, fellas. As Ransom said earlier, we do have a lot of disappointing shit to talk about. Where would you dum dums like to start? Well, it was historic you know week. Let's you know let's let's start by being positive, saying that it was historic week because uh, for the first time in fucking 20, 20 years a or while better. yeah there, there was competition and, and it felt like wrestling was big and exciting again at least until friday night for a brief at, moment at like at, yeah. at like 10 55 but i mean or uh, 9 55 but until then man what a ride well let's 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 just start off with wednesday night we had uh we had aew's tv debut on tnt we had nxt for a full two hours on usa no longer split between usa and the network as they were they were finishing up a show on usa they had to just wait till that got out of the way um so uh what any any negative points that anybody wants to bring up from wednesday night honestly um the only thing that i want to say broad general uh yeah from the two comparing the two shows Right now, and this is just, I understand uh, AEW was in a, a larger arena. Um, they still have a lot of polishing work to do with their cameras got a lot of growing to and do. production, yep. but that's that's growing pains. You know what I mean? Like, that's expected to happen. Um, it did not, while I was watching it, and I said this before, uh, when we talked about some of their pay-per-views, um, it did not feel like I was watching WCW or ECW or something. It felt like I was watching a big time WWE style product. The yep. the like quality of the picture, the sound, 
Um, they could do a little bit better making sure that their production staff is on top of like making sure McAfee get out of here. Stupid McAfee on my computer. Um, oh. The um, he's trying to swing its hammer. I, th I thought he was um, talking about Pat McAfee at first. No, I'm not like, Pat wait, McAfee. Right? No, no. Um, uh -huh. the, uh, but Pat no, like Plum. it was. Yeah. It was the like the thing they need. Their production staff needs to watch like where they put like what names they have up. You know. Yeah. When they need to get the music up in the mix. Um, yeah, stuff like that. And hit you know, the cues. Hit, and hit their cues. Hit the cues. But other but, than but that, here's the thing. The I'm like one, I, uh, okay. one second. Other than that, I still, still, and maybe it's because the stars are more established. I'm more like emotionally invested in them. Personally, NXT knocked it out of the fucking park. Just knocked it out of the park. Like I, I enjoyed I the hell out of it. Like I, 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 uh, we were just talking about it before we started recording. NXT, I think, had a better overall wrestling, uh, but AEW felt like it was the bigger show. Um, just the the, uh, for lack of better terms, the pomp and circumstance of it. But just it, it came off like a bigger feel. The one thing I, uh, and, and this is still this is still going to be kind of along with the growing pains is the announced team on AEW, like. I love the fact that they have oh, Tony Lord. Schiavone on there. Tony Schiavone's great. Excalibur is great. I'm sorry. And this is probably somebody that's listening to it is going to be like, you're a stupid motherfucker. motherfucker. Jim Ross Jim Ross is not what he used to be. He is not slobber knocker, you know, from Attitude Era Jim Ross. He seems like he's just flat and disinterested. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I just Tom, I love they, you. They, they I need love to you, do. Tom. Well, no, I'm serious. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. JR is still, so like, he's 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 still one of the greatest of all time. Like, like when you talk about, like, your Mount Rushmore of wrestling announcers, JR would be on there. But it's, that's like saying, like, okay, that, that would be the same thing, like saying, like, Hulk Hogan is on your, you know, Mount Rushmore of wrestling or whatever, but he can't get in the ring and do what he used to do back then, which even still, by comparison, wasn't a whole lot. But mm -hmm. I digress. Like, you know what I mean? They, they just they need to find that better groove with the announce team. I, and I hope they can do it sooner rather than later, because that's the thing. When you're on TV, you have to have those announcers be able to draw you in. And I'm going to touch on that when we talk about Raw as well, too. But beef oh, yeah. hey, how did yeah. uh, how did Shivani do? I was very I didn't I didn't oh, get a chance to watch, but he did good. I was very excited to, to hear that he was back uh, doing wrestling. And he did really he, well. I but Tony Shivani and WCW. I him, always did. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I keep trying to. Sorry. No, um, no, it's okay. He did. He did good, and he also did really good on that. Uh, the, the show that they had on the night before, like oh, kind of dark. previewing the dynamite stuff. He hosted that. He's he sounds as great as ever. Well, Tony, it might sound like he's missed a beat at all. Or is he pretty much no. not at all? The, Zero. Nice. He walked right back into it. The problem nice. with Shivani and Excalibur, they were doing as good as they can, but honestly, like you said, they were stumbling over Jr. They're they're towing a three hundred pound lead weight behind them. I loved AEW, so it's no secret to anybody listening that I'm an AEW mark. I love it. I love it. I love it. Everything they put out, I've adored. So of course I'm going to mark out for the, uh, the 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 initial show. But um, realistically, and, and you guys are are just are, are are gaining beef coins all over the place. Jr. I've been preaching this since fuck uh, all out probably before that. JR isn't what he used to be. He's still a great mind. Don't get me wrong. I want him there as part of creative, but you're 100% right. Um, Excalibur and, and Shivani 
can do the best job in the world, but they're still picking up the slack for JR. I was hoping that maybe it was just JR being in a studio with New Japan and having some, like, you know, tough to pronounce names. So I was like, okay, maybe that's, you know, benefit of the doubt, but it's, he ain't the same, man. He, he ain't the same. But yeah, I mean, Shivani, like, when he opened up AEW and, and like, it, it felt, and, and I, I want, I want to make a pronounced statement here. It, it did, it didn't feel like WCW, but it felt like WCW, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I felt like I was sitting down watching a big, Production and hearing Tony Schiavone's voice just lulled me right back into my childhood, man. So you know, uh, I always thought that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were done. No, no. I, I, I was just gonna say that that I thought that they were both incredible shows. Uh, I thought that Nyla Rose and um, uh, Riho was really, really, really good. Ooh. And I, uh, I, I, I think I think they did a really good job of putting Riho over. Uh, interesting to see what happens with Nyla Rose now. Um, and I mean, honestly. And this, this this has kind of been my opinion the whole time, and this is kind of what I said last week, and I think it's kind of shown in the ratings thus far, is that AEW is the, seems like a bigger show because it is the bigger show. You're going to get more eyes on the bigger shows because it's got the bigger production value. It's got the bigger audience. It, it, it just feels bigger, um, which, again, for, exactly. Keep for casual up. eyes... You know, you're you're gonna get a lot of casual eyes that way, um, but yeah, talent wise and like um, wrestling wise, I think NXT was a better show. But at the end of the day, we all won on Wednesday night because we have two phenomenal cards and we got more phenomenal cards coming up this week. Uh, I mean, I I don't even want to get into it, but I mean, fucking um, um, Kushida versus Valter. Uh, you got the tag team tournament starting on AEW. Um, Darby Allen versus um, Jimmy uh, uh, Jimmy Havoc. Cruiserweight uh, man, uh, man. on NXT. Oh yeah, the cruiserweight title match. Yeah, I mean I'm. So I might I'm, actually. Watch I'm still in on Wednesday nights. But uh, ra- uh, before you get to your point, Ransom, I'm sorry. I wanted to say one quick thing about Nyla Rose. Uh, we brought it up last week about how AEW didn't push the fact of her being a, a trans athlete or anything like that. And I actually just finally went back and watched the 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 pre the AEW preview before Dynamite, like that happened last Tuesday or whatever. I was watching it today. Uh, and when they were kind of going through talking about the buildup for her and Riho's match, uh, she actually brought it up herself, which I thought was really cool because like they did it, it she mentioned it, but it was just like almost like in just a a matter of fact, casual conversation. She's like, I've been fight. She's like, I know Riho's been fighting in the ring since she was eight or nine. She's like, I've been fighting all my life. I've been fighting poverty. I've been fighting uh, this. I, you know, she's like, because I'm, you know, she's like, I'm Native American. I'm trans. I'm blah 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 blah. And I was like, whoa, she mentioned it. Like, okay, cool. But I like how the fact that like she mentioned it, she acknowledged it, but it wasn't like a point of thing that they stuck or hung on. So. Yeah, and and it's not something that's been brought into any sort of storyline or anything like that uh, by AEW Creative yet. So good on them for doing that. I just thought that was a really neat little thing that that she had acknowledged it in that preview show. But uh, go ahead, Ransom, with what you were going to ask. If we didn't um, already, if we didn't make you forget by now. <laughs> well, no, uh, it, it's it's a little bit of a of a call back to what we talked about earlier because uh, we okay. kind of moved on to to matches. But uh, just to harken back to the whole Jr. thing. For me, JR's best work will always be what he did with the King. 
Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I, I, Beef, uh, you know, is not the biggest fan anymore of, or I don't know if he was ever a big fan of, of Jerry Lawler on commentary. But, you know, when they, when it was just those two, I thought those two together were the best commentary team. And I feel like once they got broken up, they played off each other so well that, you know, it, it's kind of like one of the, it's kind of like a dynamic duo. When you break them up, they're, they're, they're going to flounder on their own. Yep. I don't know if that's really the case or not, but for me, they were always the best team, announced team together. Um, and then to move on, I just had a question about um, AEW. I, I think we covered it before, but I've probably forgotten. So we have an AEW champion. We have an AEW women's champion. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having a tag title t- or a tag tournament. Is that for the AEW tag team championship? Yes. Yes, sir. And then is there going to be a mid-card, like a mid-card belt, like an Intercontinental title-ish? I don't think it's been announced yet. I think, Yes, but it, has not, yeah, it hasn't been announced yet. What do you, what do you think but, they'll uh, do? You, do you think they'll do it? Uh, sorry, Ransom, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I was just going to ask if, if we thought that they were going to have like a, you know, like a mid-tier title, like an Intercontinental or a, or a U.S. title. We I, obviously call it something different, but I didn't know if that was in the works yet or not. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a U.S. belt. And actually call it a, the AEW United States United Champion. States Championship. I wouldn't be surprised oh. if they did that because that well, that that since, feels since, a little more intimate. To well, me. you know, you I, know. I, I since think WWE already has a United States Champion. Do you think since think nobody right talk. now has one, do you think they'd do like a television champion? Yes, that's, that's exactly what I was, was going to yeah. say. I think they would. I think they would call it a TV title because uh, Ring of Honor has a television championship, and I don't know who yeah. else does. But TV so. titles always felt cheap, though. They did. You're like, right. They always felt this cheap. Is, but but this is a, but this is a chance for them to maybe Make build it. up the reputation for a TV title back. I think that they're probably going to bring back a hardcore title as well because you don't have guys oh. like Janela, Moxley, um, Allen, and uh, Havoc on the. You know, you, you don't have Luchasaurus. You don't have those guys on staff without having even Penta to 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 an extreme to yeah. to an extent rather. You don't you don't have those guys on the card and say, hmm, you know what? And and I'm not saying that I, it's something I want to see every week, and I definitely don't want it to be like some sort of twenty four seven shenanigan title. No. I want it to be like a deathmatch title, but but I don't want death matches, okay? Oh, like I, I want it to be something that you see every so often. But I got, like I got when something you see breaking it, real quick. Sorry. I, oh, I'm go sorry. ahead, Tom. Yeah. Um, you know how we were talking about the AEW Dark? Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be airing uh, for free on YouTube, so I think I think now oh, that's where it's on. It's uh, it's on the YouTube channel for for them. Uh, so I, sorry, I just had to get that out there because I just got it sent to me. So hey, since All we're good. talking about titles real quick, I just have a question: Was when back in the WWF WCW days, was the WCW television title the equivalent of the European title? Was it like the lower? Yes. I would say so because so, because you had U.S. and TV title in WCW. So the U.S. Right. title was kind of like their intercontinental title, and their TV title was like their European title. Is that how that works? Exactly. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, this has nothing to do with what happened last week. It's I'm, I just my own morbid curiosity. No, it's okay. I'm good, but um, I was gonna say good good points. Uh, we well we talked about what we did like uh Wednesday night. Good points. Uh, both. Both shows, solid cards and everything like that. Um, uh, all the matches on AEW, I feel, were like were well paced and everything like that. Uh, it, it flowed very well. Um, 
Smack the the debut of SmackDown on Fox was I thought very very well done up until Good the very to a end. Point. We're exactly. we're gonna we're gonna get there, but I gotta say real quick since we were talking about announcers and this ties in, uh, Corey Graves and Michael Cole. I think honestly, since you were just mentioning a dynamic duo, uh, Ransom, you were mentioning the dynamic duo of uh, Jr. and the King. Honestly, I see a lot of that same dynamic duo in Cole and Graves because Graves can play the you know the heel color commentator or whatever off of uh, Cole's play-by-play very well. And um, I got to say, honestly, the, the announce team on Raw, man, it's – I, I, don't, I, I don't care for the King being back on there with – Vic Joseph is fine, but it, for some reason, like, like – raw seems like like i have to struggle to listen to the commentators where like michael cole has that resounding like oh that's you know, a great point you know that what is, i mean like that's an awesome way to put it man you're it, it you, really you are 100 on point because michael cole and Corey graves are in your face the whole night now they're you're not gonna, they're, now they're not like more Ranello where he's like jumping out of his seat but which is good too but yeah so they're they're the nice happy medium but the raw announced team i feel like I don't know. They they definitely suffered since since Fox snagged up uh, uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Uh, Dio I'm, Madden. Dio Madden needs a yeah, person. Who the hell is he? Who the hell is well, Dio Madden? So so he is a former NFL star, and he uh, has worked in the Performance Center. Okay. Um, he has a. He, I I like Dio, and 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 I think that he's so Vic Joseph is very clear that he is dedicated to his craft. I kind of question that with Dio Madden a little bit. I, I feel like that Dio Madden needs to hit a pocket. And But here's the thing. you got to remember that the guy who's overseeing the Raw team is Paul Heyman. If there's a guy who can morph two young guys and give them voices of their own, it's going to be fucking Paul Heyman. Well, in any case, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little upset that they – relegated renee young to some either i think it's a pre-show or something with like uh with booker t which i think is bullshit because she was awesome i think she was really good on commentary and she i think was, they should have kept i think they should have kept really her on growing Raw. yep I, yeah, yeah. I mean she was she was dynamite uh i part of me so fox is Fox is Fox. If you if if you watch NCAA on Fox, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's no female presence in the booth. They're yeah. always on the sideline. Well, they had it. Fox, Never mind. I was gonna say Aaron and, Andrews backstage, but that's backstage still. That's They're, exactly the sideline. Yeah. Like, and I mean, nobody. And, and uh, Aaron Andrews is a great uh, jumping point because no matter how big the personality you are, Fox is a good old boys thing, man. Like they know Ugh. that they have to kind of walk the line a little bit, and that a lot of the um, demographic is not going to be receptive to Renee. So, yeah, why not keep her on Raw? Why not move her to NXT and maybe shuffle things with Beth Phoenix? I wonder, and this is just me throwing things out there, how much of this is because of John Moxley? Mm. I, I really think that I... I think... I think that's kind of a... It, I, I don't think that matters, honestly. I really don't. I think it's because of... Who wanted what? I don't think Fox wanted Renee. You know what I mean? I think they were just like, no, mm -hmm. we want Cole. We want Cole and Graves, and that's what we want. And then whatever powers that be didn't, you know, whenever they changed the Monday night uh, lineup, they were like, okay, well, 
Sorry, Renee, you still have a job. Like, you know Word what I is, mean? I, I think Word it was is that of... was Heyman's call. Heyman said, I want Vic and I want Dio. And then Vince said, See, well, you're getting the king too. Vic and, like, that's the thing. The Monday night commentary team is, to me, I'm just like, it. it's, it, it's, it sounds Bush League. I'm sorry. It and does. also, it does. I could go the rest of my life without hearing ah! from the king every three seconds. Oh, my God. It fucking drives or, or him, me up him, a him wall. Tried, he, tried, he tried to make some jokes about stuff. I forget. I can't remember. There was one joke in particular, and I think I even messaged you guys about it. I was like, Yeah, it was, it was about the armed services or something, right? I, I, you know what? I don't remember. It, it was. Uh, it might have been something about Lacey Evans. No, it was. No. It was. It was about Lacey Evans. About how um, something more people on her own side shooting at her than the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. About how. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Lacey Evans was a marine and or whatever. And he's like, I hear she was getting it fired at from both sides. And I'm like, number one, poor taste, King. Fuck you. Number two, failure of a joke. Just ugh, rough. But anyways. Well, and, and if you if 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 you believe the reports out there, King is just a placeholder uh, that 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 he's holding space for Nigel. And I'll tell you what, if you add Nigel, because I love the UK commentary with Nigel and Vic, so if you add Nigel into that commentary booth, I think that you immediately enhance it, 125 percent. Agreed. But what then on NXT? You have oh. Morrow, who is awesome, Beth, who is coming along. But I mean, Morrow needs a straight guy, you know, with with him. Like he he, he because unchecked, Morrow is nuts. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, not, well, is. I mean, like, and and that's the thing is that like you you see that in working. Like he during the cruiserweight classic, he had Daniel Bryan with him, and Daniel Bryan really was not a straight guy at a lot of the times. Like it was just too wrestling nerds screaming on commentary i'm never gonna forget whenever the brian kendrick took on kota ibushi and he did the burning hammer to kota like mara was freaking out and brian's just yelling burning hammer pin him brian like it was just like it was chaos and and it was good chaos but it's because it was daniel Bryan and mara ranallo and they know each other like Beef said, when you leave Mara Ronaldo to his own devices, he pulls out his own eyebrows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, but getting back, getting back, uh, segueing back to SmackDown uh, <laughs> again. Great show, and I and I, I love I love the intro for it and everything like that. It was it was really well done. It's uh, it, it definitely has that. I guess for lack of better terms, it has that Fox feel. Um, yep. But uh, but I thought it was really well done. I liked I liked the music and everything. I liked the show all the way up until the very end. And I know we're gonna get. I know there's a ton of things that we can find wrong with, uh, with this whole situation with Brock and Kane Velasquez or whatever the fuck his name is. But this is the dumbest shit. I, go on. It I'm is. Sorry. And here's here's the number one reason why I'm gonna tell you. Be, besides the fact of it not making sense and whatever, Kofi deserves better. All this crap. I'm going to give you something and you guys can give me whatever else you got afterwards. But the number one thing that they did wrong was putting the focus on Kane at the very end, because instead of doing a stare down between him and Brock and putting the focus on what Michael Cole said right before the match, the most prestigious title in sports entertainment, that's what the WWE title is supposed to be. Instead of having a stare down in the ring and having, you know, going off the air with your new champion holding up the title proudly in the air and 
he's a legitimized champion because he's a badass and he just squashed Kofi in five seconds. You have him cowering away from fucking Kane Velasquez, and now you're putting the focus on Velasquez, who isn't even signed with WWE and isn't a fucking wrestler at all, like in WWE. Just to be fair, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Uh, but yeah. it would it would have served them better if they had had a stare down between Brock and Kane just in the ring, go off the air with you know Brock just holding the title up in his face like I'm the fucking champ. What do you want to do? Instead of Brock, who's supposed to be Billy Badass, now cowering away from this guy who who the fuck? How many people knew who the fuck Look, Kane Velasquez well, was? I didn't. Vla- fuck him. Here's the thing with Velasquez. Can is I? That- can I? Yeah. I was just going to say he's the guy who beat Brock Lesnar for the heavyweight belt. In yeah, nine years ago. Fuck yeah, him. But he's the only oh. in a real Jesus Christ. He's the only Randy guy Couture. in a legit straight fight that took down Brock Lesnar. And that's kind of the mythos they're going for. Yeah, it's like the whole curb stomp thing and everything losing the universe. But like the fact that they reset the clock on him and how fast did he beat Kofi Kingston in? Rip Kofi. Five seconds. Yeah, five five seconds. Like that it's it's absurd. It's absurd. They had so to do something. Who thing. else is gonna do it? They'd have to sick the fiend on him. So here's yeah, the beef, thing. what were you gonna say? I understand what Fox is going for. They want a big fight feel. They don't want entertainment. They want a fight feel, hence why they brought in boxing champion Tyson Fury. Hence why they brought in they wanted Cain Velasquez. Uh, you're, you're you're not wrong, uh, Tom. I think you said it was nine fucking years ago. Um, here's my thing with Cain Velasquez. He has been training and has been wrestling in uh, AAA, and he's been doing a pretty good job. That being said, my problem with Cain Velasquez is twofold. Well, threefold really. One, like you guys said, no one you know he came out and everyone was like who. And Michael Cole had to say on the announced team, this is the only man who beat Brock Lesnar. The, the, the old adage is, if you have to explain your joke, it's not funny. Which is a if credit to, to Michael Cole. So good right. on him for all the viewers at home. But for the 20,000 people in the arena, they're probably yeah, they're like, like who? who the fuck is this schmuck? Yeah. Um, uh, why was he out there with Rey Mysterio? Yeah. Except for the five people that were wearing the Affliction shirts. Uh, uh, apparently... <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio and um, Cain Velasquez are, are very close. Um, that's what that's what I've read. I don't know how legit that is. Right, but, but how does uh, that tie into like him showing? Well, because up? Brock because 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 Brock killed Rey Mysterio on Monday night, and and, Rey and was his kid, face, and, and 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 Dominic, yeah, and and Rey was supposed to face Seth. So uh... um, as as a measure of revenge, Rey went out and got himself a higher gun. Yep. So my second problem with Cain Velasquez is this: like you're immediately putting him in the WWE title like arena. Like if you have Cain come out and ambush Brock during the match, costing Brock the title, I think that makes a lot of fucking more sense than immediately having a no-name guy that's out of UFC come over and and, and get the spotlight. But my biggest problem with Cain Velasquez is. Is his doughy body. Like, the dude looked like he forgot how to hit the gym at all. Say what you will about Lesnar. Lesnar gets blown up real quick and turns purple like three seconds into a match. Oh. But he still, like, well, he still kind of looks like he's carved out of stone. 
Cain Velasquez looked like he was carved out of silly putty. It was uh, pepperoni nipples. I mean, Whoa. I, I just and let's I get not that, say you know, things Cain we Velasquez, can't take back here. Cain Velasquez could come and like rip my head off and like shove it up my own ass, and and that's yeah, okay. You're dead. you're dead now. But here's the thing: like I said, to me, it is a huge discredit to the industry when you have somebody who who is a big star from elsewhere come in and that just looks flabby and out of shape man like have some and 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 i I, you know we don't know how um escalated the timeline was you know a fox could have been on the phone with him on monday saying how quick can you get to la so but but that being said man like if 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 you have an, an inkling that something like this may happen be in the gym get yourself straight make yourself look good just in case. All right. So... No, look, I just want to throw something out there real fast. Just as kind of like a, not really a counter argument to beef, but like a, hey, they've done this before. Not with the whole flab body, but like with the whole somebody from another industry coming in and immediately getting into the title picture, Ronda Rousey. That She so... wasn't a wrestler. She immediately came in out of nowhere and bam. Into the women's title match. Ronda Rousey has more is a little is more of a household name. Like I mean, she like people well, like that's... I didn't I I don't really follow UFC anymore, and I knew who Ronda Rousey was. Well, that's true, but in the same the same token, you've got somebody who is not in the business, who hasn't wrestled for the promotion before, immediately coming in. And is in the title picture. So, I mean, like, they, they've done it before. They did it with Ronda Rousey. And now, potentially, who knows what their plan is with this dude. But they could be doing it with this guy as well. I, I, I would be more accepting of it if it was somebody coming in who had been in wrestling before. You know, like if an Adam Cole had showed up in NXT and was immediately in the title picture. Fine. He is a wrestler. And, but and- then you've got these two guys who aren't wrestlers. They're UFC people. Regardless of household names, they're still somebody from a different business. And and I would just like to point something out. Beef's rant on Cain Velasquez, uh, his um his his look and everything, which honestly I agreed with. I was like, I don't remember Velasquez looking like he was made out of like sad clay. But you know what what do <laughs> well, I know? But but I was gonna say, you know who you sounded a lot like during that part of the rant beef? Fucking Jim Cornette. You sounded like Jim Corned Beef there. Mother Jim Corned Beef. Jim Corned Beef over there. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, though. That's a new shirt. Like, but I mean, tell tell me I'm wrong. Like, you know you have... So, so for example, Poot, I'll use you because you are a fucking rock and roll icon. You know that you have a big show coming up that you could impress a lot of people. You're going to finally tune your chops... You are going to make sure that you have your look on point. You're not going to fuck about. Your like, eyebrows to me, are going to be on fleek. <laughs> exactly. Poot, poot on fleek. <laughs> you're you're not going to just like show up and be like, hey, man, what's up? And, and, and like a wife beater and like a half drank bottle of or, or old Milwaukee. That, but, you know. that uh-huh. is one of my biggest fucking pet peeves about local bands. Like when, when we show up, we like my thing is always put on a fucking show like i have a i have a like i'm like i know what shoes i'm wearing i know the i always wear a wrestling shirt i have my my vest i wear i buy like colored contacts i fucking do like 
goofy makeup. Uh, I yell and scream. I burp a lot. Battle of the burps. Like, um, <laughs> like, and 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 you know, we make sure that stuff is on point. There are so many fucking bands I go see where they look like they just got done mowing the fucking lawn. Like <laughs> that drives me up a goddamn wall. And then they complain. And this does that. Like. It's, and, a, it's the same point. I get it. Like, yeah. Exactly. This, 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 this is that times, you know, a million or, you know, five million or how much, however fucking much Cain Velasquez got pay, paid to come in. So, like, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not shitting all over the idea. I think the execution was handled way poorly, but I get what Fox was going for. Uh, I, I don't think the WWE title should have been part of it. And if you believe, again, rumors are rumors. Uh, apparently they're squaring off at Crown Jewel, which is great because it's a show that I'm not going to watch and I can give two fucks about. So exactly. Yeah, now, I, I I have been very vocal about how I I don't care if you guys want to cover that. I will set up the recording to do it. I will not talk about that fucking nope. show. Nope. No. Nope. I'm no we desire. Not, to watch we it. will not be. Just to let our listeners know, we will not be covering Crown Jewel. I, I maybe we'll cover the results and we'll talk about the results. But I, I'm not watching it. I'm not giving it a lick of my time. And the yeah, only we're reason not doing I wa- predictions on it. And, 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 no, and we're not definitely not doing predictions <laughs> on it. Uh, and the only reason, Ooh. the only reason we even covered the uh, the other Saudi Arabia mess was just to see how much of a trash fire uh, fucking Undertaker and uh, Lesnar was going to be. And I, I would have to say, this, yeah, yeah. Yep. What? Who did I say? Lesnar. Oh uh-huh. yeah! Wow. See, Taker, Freudian, yeah. Freudian sleep. So, uh, Freudian slip, sleep. Sorry. I know. Right? Freudian yeah, sleep. All in favor is for that sleep? You, I... Is that when you get a sleep boner? <laughs> yeah, that's, <a> <laughs> sleep. that's when you. Uh, you that's get when a sleep you wake up and you're just like dream about your mother. Oh, that's not, okay. Uh, yes, I get a, I get a sleep. Like, bo- what am I when you get a sleep boner thinking about Tom's mother. Ew. Oh, I feel sorry for you. But no. Wait, 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 wait. What what were you saying, Tom? I, I wanted oh. to say something, and I completely oh. I got derailed by by Freud and his boners. Um, no, I was <laughs> saying the only reason we even uh, covered anything um, that I even watched personally any of the Saudi Arabia mess was to see how much Goldberg and Undertaker's match was going to be a humongous trash fire, which that didn't disappoint. Oh, they um, did, not did not disappoint. disappoint. <laughs> no, uh, so that'll probably be, that'll probably pretty much be the same thing. I don't think there's anything that's been announced yet that I could care. Uh, that I want to see how much of a trash fire it's going to be at Crown Jewel. So now, uh, ooh, 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 I remember. Speaking, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, speaking of like the, uh oh, I'm yeah. concerned. Uh. And this, this, and I don't know. Maybe it was just like because it was the premiere of SmackDown on Fox. But I, I, I'm real concerned that you're going to see Insano goofball random ass people show up on SmackDown now because it's on Fox and Fox has so much pull. I don't, I really, really don't want to see freaking actors show up on SmackDown. And I'm real scared. (sighs) Why'd you say it? Look, I'm just saying Fox is a big, big freaking corporation and they've got a lot of shows on their networks and just to do like inter promotional cross promotional whatnot. I'm really scared that you're going to start to see actors show up and not just like be like in the, you know what I'm, I'm fine. If like an actor from some Fox show is in the crowd and they show them and they show their name and they do a little wave and that's it. Fine. I think it's stupid, but fine, whatever. 
But if you have them start to get involved in WWE TV, that's when it's going to be like, okay, I have, I'm out. I'm out yep. of SmackDown. I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to I... see actors show up. Go home. David Arquette. Stop it. Well, hey, look, now, look, David, look, look. David, Ar- David Arquette is back into wrestling legit. He's, 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 he's cutting his yeah. teeth on the indies. And from what I understand, like, um, who was it? Jungle Boy in a, in a Chris Van Fleet interview talked about how he's actually like out there busting his ass, cutting his teeth on the Indies. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, look, I don't time. want to get into a David Arquette discussion. I'm just saying I, right, I'm right. fearful that Fox is going to pull this kind of BS. We've already seen Vince it. Vince is going to do it. I feel Vince you. Vince is going to do it because he's like, well, it's either say no We've to Fox. We've already seen it. Our yeah. truth lost the 24 title, the 24 seven European intercontinental world oh, of the title. No, Carmella to, lost uh, it. Carmella no. lost it to Marshmallow. Well, that too, but I'm but I'm talking about that Fox uh, sportscaster on, oh, on like a, yeah. on, on like an FSN one, uh, oh. an FS one, no, like yeah. randomly beat our truth, like our truth fell over and the dude pinned him, like it was well, the most to be fair. least Ooh. dramatic pin ever. To be fair, to be fair, uh, it, it's kind of hard fair. to keep. It's kind of oh, hard okay. to keep track of our uh, truths now. Like what twentieth uh, title yep. reigns that he has with the with the European seven eleven forty eight seven championship. So, that's racist uh, um but uh <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but uh but let's get on to uh, uh you know talking about shows that we're not going to watch and that being crown jewel a show that a lot of people watch and a lot of people were disappointed with was hell in a cell the other night um, i will lead on this oh here we go go ahead beef so here's the thing you guys are talking about you know wwe isn't you know how crown jewel's not worth your time <laughs> I am there on Raw, I am there on SmackDown, and a lot of me really feels like I might be there on Survivor Series. Like, WWE lost a lot of goodwill with me on Sunday night. Um, Not just because of the Fiend stuff, but mostly because of the Fiend stuff. At the so so at the onset we have four matches that are announced. Three that are announced prior to Friday. The Charlotte Bailey match only got added uh, on Saturday, or actually uh, on Friday night they announced it. Right. You have uh, I think they had a total of like eight or nine matches total, and you only announced four the week of. And I get it; it's premiere week. You want to you know plug Raw, plug SmackDown, promote that crap. I get it, but man, who. Like, you cannot have people give a shit about a card that they don't know about. And that is, like, the biggest consensus out there on the on the internet right now is that the four matches that weren't announced, nobody gave two shits about because, clearly, if WWE didn't care enough about us to let us know about them, uh, you know, more than three hours ahead of time, why should we give a fuck? Yep. But, oh. um, my biggest problem... So, I think that, first of all, let, let me be positive. Sasha... And Becky absolutely tore the house down. Good match. They had a fucking amazing match. And Ransom, you can fuck off. This is not just me loving Sasha. When are you this not positive on Sasha, though? I mean, you she know, could come down to the ring and wrong. eat a turd sandwich, and you'd be like, oh, that was the best I know, and, and, <laughs> and I recognize that. But I'm, but I'm telling you, like, if you're going to go back and watch one match, I'm not. Uh, start to finish, <laughs> that's the match to watch. Because okay. they had... Uh, an amazing Hell in a Cell match that the level of brutality that I haven't seen matched since probably Undertaker McFoley. Uh, like they went out there, they gave everything they had. There were some, a, a lot of creative fun spots and they knocked it out of the park. 
Uh, I didn't necessarily disagree, or I, I didn't necessarily agree with Becky winning, but it, it, it is whatever. I am a Sasha Mark, and I recognize that. I have no problem with Becky winning. But the elephant in the room is the Fiend situation. For the last month since it was announced, we have sat here on the show and said, he's not ready. We're not ready for it. It's, it's too soon. But because we're in the situation that we're in, here's what needs to happen. And we were very clear cut to say, if this does not go down like this, it's going to be a problem. We are four guys who get paid to do fucking menial labor that has fucking zero input on any wrestling anywhere ever except for this podcast. And we sat down and said, if this does not go down this way, it's going to be a problem. Vince McMahon makes millions of dollars a year, surrounded by people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Surely to God, one of them thought to themselves, this is going to go sideways. I love the presentation of the match. I thought that the whole horror aspect thing was super cool. I fucking hated seeing 87 curb stomps in the match. I think that that ruins that move immediately. Um, but I, I get it. It's part of the whole Fiend culture. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I love the brutality Seth went on on the Fiend. But to have the match end the way that it did, absolutely gutted the match, gutted the show. And, and Tom, I... You know, yeah. I think we've talked about it before, the, the whole TKO versus DQ versus ref stoppage thing. Yeah. But whenever, whenever you have the standard set that you can throw somebody 20 feet off of the structure through an announce table, only to have them carted out, come back in, be chokeslammed through the cell, and still finish a decent match, when that is the standard, it's very hard. To then be okay with the ref calling a match. Oh, I I agree what? with that. And I and uh, Poot, um, if you if you want to make a point, I do have something to kind no. of piggyback off of that. No, I was gonna say, why don't we roundtable this? Beef just said his piece. Why yeah. don't we go, Tom Ransom? Me. Okay. Um, here's my whole take on it. Uh, I agree with uh, I agree with the presentation of the match. I love the red light. I loved how I love the look of this Hell in the Cell match. I never, I can't ever recall seeing a Hell in a Cell match uh, showcased this way with that that horror aspect feel and everything like that. And I and I agree. Uh, I agree to an extent that yeah, it, it, that the the Undertaker Mankind Hell in a Cell match is always kind of going to kind of be the 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 standard that everybody holds Hell in a Cell to, but. We also have to remember that that was back then. That was during the Attitude Era. It's not the Attitude Era anymore. So we're not going to get that all the time or even to that exact level anymore. But you can try to get as close as you can to it. Um, <clears throat> but um, I, I, I don't agree with... I don't agree with them stopping the match. Uh, it just... From from a storyline a storyline standpoint, they wrote themselves into a corner, and they shouldn't have done this. They shot the creative shot themselves in the foot. Um, there's only a couple things they could have done to help mitigate the all the boos and everything, and and the fans 
reacting ne negatively because uh, I even heard I even heard Bully Ray saying um, he's like, you know, I usually hear people say, oh, I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm going to unsubscribe. And I say, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be wa back watching next week. He's like, but I actually received a couple of screenshots. People showed me that like the unsubscribe that they were actually unsubscribing from the network because of this. So is it going to be enough to make a dent? No. Is it going to be enough that the board of directors are going to say, hey, what's going on here? No. But there are a couple things that they could have done to help mitigate. What's the one thing that sticks out to your mind right before the ref stoppage? Is the ref looking at, you know, saying to Seth, Seth, you don't want to do this. It's not you. Whatever. That, that was stupid. What the ref should have done is say, Seth, if you use the sledgehammer, I'm going to have to call the match. And that way, it's more clear and concise what happened. Because 90% of the people that bitched about the ending of this match, and even myself included for a brief moment, said, you can't have a, you can't have a DQ in a Hell in a Cell match. What's going on? Um, it wasn't a DQ. It was a ref stoppage. That's the difference. So he should have. They should have had the ref say, "If you, Seth, if you're gonna do this, I'm gonna have to stop the match." Now, does it make it any more believable, uh, as far as like the the carnage wise and stuff like that, that you should have a stoppage in the match because of what Seth was about to do, hitting a sledgehammer onto a toolbox onto a ladder that's on top of a chair? No, because Bray's not really gonna feel that anyways, because Seth's gonna pull his hit. The thing that actually was probably the most uh, the 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 most damaging of all that stuff was when he took the chair shot to the head while he was laying on the canvas because there's no give, there's nowhere for his head to move. It's like the one chair concerto uh, from back in the day, and that's actually the more dangerous spot of all of it. Anyways, and they should have whenever they when the ref whenever they decided that okay we're gonna have the ref stop the match they should have announced it in the arena ladies and gentlemen uh due to referee's discretion he has put a stop to this match that way twenty thousand people weren't sitting there going what the fuck just happened why is he getting dq'd because that was everybody's immediate perception um and honestly like it, he didn't have to stop the match they didn't have to like you know quote unquote officially stop the match because of what they've done back in the day with undertaker and mankind they had the perfect setup there you could have still had the fiend go over with the title after he was laying there on the board and seth for whatever reason thought oh wow is he okay he's a human being look what i did and then boom you got mandible clawed like i saw that one coming a mile away i'm sorry but that they could have mitigated it a little bit better by just announcing that and just saying this is what it was due to referee you know due to the referee's discretion we have a stoppage in the match and that's it yeah you're still gonna have people pissed off but at least it would have felt a little bit more clear and concise like this is what it was um and with the follow-up with seth not being on raw good on them because one they kept seth from getting booed the fuck out of whatever arena they were at last night on monday night raw because he would have and two, it helps sell the quote-unquote injuries that Seth sustained with the quote-unquote internal bleeding and coughing up the blood. It helps sell that better and makes Bray look like a fucking nightmare all the more. So that's my piece on it. All right. That was v really, really well put. Thank you. Ransom, do you have a take on this? Uh, 
No. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, it, it's not going to be anywhere near as long as Tom's. Um, Sorry, but <laughs> no, you're uh, you, you were detailed, buddy. That's 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 good. Um, I didn't watch it, but you know, I, from what I've heard about it, when when are there stoppages in Hell in the Cell matches? Like I know Never. you said that, Tom. And I know you said that, Beef. But like, when when are there stoppages in Hell in the Cell? When's there a disqualification or a ref stoppage? You've had people thrown all over the place, hit with barbed wire, thrown into tacks, thrown off the cage, thrown through <laughs> the cage, thrown off the cage into a a, a a truck full of hay. Right. You've had, in, not even in Hell in a Cell matches, other matches, you've had people carted off in stretchers just to have their opponent go after them, knock them off the stretcher, and drag a lifeless corpse back to the ring. <laughs> I mean, you had Mick Foley and The Rock wrestle through arenas, beating each other with different things in the arena. You had The Rock pummel Mick Foley. Not even, this wasn't even a Hell in a Cell match. You had Mick Foley pummel, or The Rock pummel Mick Foley in the head with a chair repeatedly. What, why? How does that make any modicum of sense to have? It doesn't matter. Like, it, I don't. I, I hated. I hated the idea of. Um, the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. I hated that idea so soon. And we said it on this podcast repeatedly. It's too soon. It's not going to work. You can't have a clean finish where the Fiend goes over because it's too soon. You can't have a clean finish where Seth Rollins goes over because it's going to make the Fiend look weak. So how on earth do you have a finish in a hell in the cell? Because you've backed yourself into a corner where someone has to win. Well, someone doesn't have to win. You just have a stupid ref stoppage. Like, well, why? Exactly. I, 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 I can understand the fans' disgust at this because, like Beef said, there should have been somebody on some sort of creative team in some office at some desk in some stupid swivel chair that went, uh... What what happens at the end though? Like what 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 then? So you have a ref stoppage. Then what? Nobody like did nobody think of this, or did somebody? We're not there. But I, I have to believe, and maybe I'm giving a little bit too much credit, but I feel like credit where credit is due. Paul Levesque knows what he's doing. He's a smart dude. Say what you will about him booking himself, or, or you know marrying the boss's daughter or, you know, being the champion for freaking forever, all those days in evolution. But the man knows the wrestling business. I, I have to believe, and I'm, I'm really hanging a lot here on, on Paul, but I have to believe that he said to Vince, I, I just don't, I just don't think this is going to be good. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. And at the end of the day, I truly believe Vince went, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> and that's how it ended up that way. Whether it was one guy or a bunch of guys saying to Vince, Do, uh, maybe, hey, boss, maybe we shouldn't be. And then there was Vince. Oh, goddamn, pal. Uh, this is going to be the best thing that, that, that's ever happened to the wrestling business. This this single match is going to put AEW out of business. <laughs> it, it's a, it was a big you disappointment. And, and... Oh, that's a perfect segue for Poot, the, Poot McMahon to take over now. Yeah, <laughs> what, I mean, what a, what a disappointment. All right, so first off, I'm going to lead with Seth Rollins tweeted today. He, quote-unquote, broke his silence um, uh, on Twitter. Uh, and it says, 
He tweeted, survive and prevail is bigger than just what happens between the ropes. Question everything, even yourself, and the fight your and fight your heart out every step of the way. Hashtag Seth Rollins is not cool. Um, he then, um, uh, and then Bray Wyatt also broke it with a gif of a dude going, oops, and then shrugging. Um, so here's the thing. I said this on my little live stream video on Facebook after the event where I gave my take on this and ransom. I'm echoing exactly the point that you just made where you believe that like triple H knows the business and everything like that. But Vince doesn't. And like I said, let's give it time because I, I think maybe to for like mental and emotional preservation because I was after it was done. I loved it in the moment. Like not, not the way it ended. Like the ref stoppage was stupid, but like everything that was going on that Tom talked about with like the lighting and the fact that the match in its entirety, all the way up till when, when he put on that mandible claw at the end outside the ring uh, or outside the cage on Rollins and he's coughing and bleeding and all that stuff. Like, it played out verbatim the horror movie like formula. It was exactly the way a horror movie was. And I'll bet you the thought was people are going to sympathize with Seth because he did all these things. He like broke his morals to beat the fiend, whether by hook or by crook and blah, 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 blah. And I did like. When he put that mandible claw on him, my thought wasn't he has internal bleeding. My thought was he's latching down on that mandible claw so hard he's, like, punched through, like, tore the bottom of his mouth under his tongue. And he's just bleeding profusely. That was my thought. Um, but th that's neither here nor there, I guess. It, it It's one of those things that this was incredibly tone deaf. It was really a cop-out. And this isn't a thing where people are going to like, ah, oh, it's a cop-out. Oh, bullshit. Oh, the match was still good, though. P people are pissed. And, like, yep. and, and, and rightfully so, because this, you've done, they've done everything right with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend up until literally Sunday. They did everything right. And, yeah, The Fiend still came out of it looking strong, but in a very cartoonish way, because like, like, and I think Beef mentioned this in our in our uh, chat. He said, "Rip the stomp," and this is ruining finishing moves. Like, and we're seeing it happen more and more and more and more. And I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not so much angry. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that they went this oh. route. And there are two two last things I want to say here. My thing that I did to preserve my, like I was saying before I went off into the weeds, my, my, my like temper, my anger and like think, okay, let's, and I've said it before, let's see the forest through the trees here. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe at the 11th hour before this match, they decided this and this was not the case we found out later, but the 11th hour before this match, maybe they decided this was going to be the thing. And then the fiend will either get a shot at Survivor Series and take it, which then people will just bitch because he should have gotten it a hell in a cell, or they're going to put it off and have the Fiend win at the Rumble 
and then ride that all the way to Mania. Have have him be the lurking horror behind Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Have him be like have Seth Rollins come out on victories, fight his way, really have great matches with great opponents and do this and do that. But in the back of his mind, he knows that the clock is ticking down and the fiend is just waiting there, waiting to be to to take that title at Mania. And they give it to him at Mania and have him have that belt at infinitum. Uh, until someone, probably Bork Laser, take it Ugh. off him. Um, no, and and that's and that's the thing is that like, when the fiend gets the belt, who realistically is going to take it off him? The only way that I thought they could do this cartoonishly is have Bray Wyatt versus the fiend. Find someone who looks like the fiend, like somehow do the makeup and tattoos like the fiend, and have it be a fucking mirror match. Old school Bray Wyatt comes out like actual like Wyndham Rotunda as the old school Bray Wyatt and have someone else dressed as the Fiend and have it be a match. And then I was like, what the fuck am I thinking about? That's stupid and dumb. But Ulch, um, the demon, but to, to be, the to be demon. honest, Poot, I think the, the demon I, is the only one that makes any sense. Well, and, the demon, I mean, the demon is NXT. So I, I understand that's that's many, we'll many see. moons down the road. So we have time to have that kind of come about again but my my point is this decision was so 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 vince mcmahon it, there's no way we can even say well maybe this was a paul Heyman call maybe this was this this is one thousand no. percent vince mcmahon and yep. apparently backstage after it was done when he heard the boos and the reactions initially mcmahon was kind of doing his mcmahon thing where he's chortling and going, ah, they'll get over it. And then very, very, very quickly, he realized, oh, I made the wrong call. Like, apparently it was like backstage, like, people were going, Vince, you fucked up. Like, they were like, you fucked up. You, This was the wrong call. This is bad. Do you hear this? And it was booze. We want to refund AEW. All this kind of stuff, and Vince went, oh, Restart fuck. the match. Yeah, like, yeah. restart the match. Like, I thought they were going to have a restart. I really did. I thought there yeah, was going to be some rub where they're going to restart the match, Fiend takes it, and everyone goes home happy. But yep. they didn't, and Vince apparently realized really quickly, oh, I fucked up. And my friend Todd, I talked to him today. He made a really good point. He said, Vince McMahon... And, and Todd, like, never says this stuff. He kind of, God God love you, Todd, if you're listening, he, he kind of looks at things very through kayfabe a little bit, which is, I think is good, but, because we don't look at it that way anymore, but. We're jaded he, souls. He said. We are jaded. We are. He said, McMahon needs to be done. He's an 80-year-old, like, hysterical, senile man who needs to retire. And I was like, wow, if Todd's saying that, it's true. So like, if, yeah. if I, if I, if I may kind of put a bow on this, um, I, and this is a wonderfully salient point that I read uh, somewhere in my travels. Somebody commented and said this, you sit down at creative the day of, and you said, okay, we need a way to, we, we need a way out to have Seth look good, to have the fiend look good, to have Seth keep the title. The answer is super simple. Don't 
book the match. Don't put them in that position to begin with. Because like 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 we've been fucking saying for the last month is that again, it had to go this way, and if it doesn't go this way, it's gonna go all kinds of sideways. And now it's all kinds of sideways. So Yeah. So look I, I have I have two things I wanna say about this and I'm glad somebody brought it up before and I wish I would have said it when I was talking earlier, but I, I know you guys say that you liked it and everything, but I, was that was that red lighting throughout the whole match? Yes, yes, yes. and it was very. I cool. that was. I, I thought that was stupid. I, I do. I, I thought that was dumb. Like why? Like you, you've got two wrestlers in a ring. Why? Why is it all of a sudden red now? Uh, does, Kane's does, done it. Sankara's does it. I mean, like this. Yes. This, this, right. this is so he can see. Kane, Kane has done it in the past, where like when Kane first came out and he was throwing fireballs at people and holding his hand up and lightning would come down. It's like, Kane has all these mystical powers. What do you think Why? the Fiend is, man? The Fiend is, no, the the fiend's fiend's a wrestler. is built... Shut up. No, the... I'm ta- no, no, shut up. I'm talking. Yeah, the Fiend is built as like this, you know, like, ooh, spooky. Oh, it's, you know, Bray Wyatt in a mask. We get it. But is every freaking match of his going to be red? Is it going to have this red hue for every freaking match? That's annoying and I hate it and I think it's stupid. I don't care what you think. You're entitled to your opinion. I think it's stupid and you're not going to convince me otherwise. Second, like Poot said, afterwards, Vince McMahon had all these people going like, Vince, this was terrible. What a bad decision. You you messed this up big time, blah, blah, blah. Did none of these people have the balls to speak up beforehand and go, uh, we might want to rethink this. This sounds like a terrible idea that people aren't going to accept, especially now when we have AEW hot on our heels for competition do we really want to be pulling this bogus you know hoity-toity crap do we want to really do is this what we really want to be doing especially with someone as hot as the fiend this is really what we want to do was there nobody who could get together and go to vince as a group and say look vince we understand you're the boss but we really think this is a bad idea can we pitch you something else it, it won't was matter there nobody that did that or did they do that and this was just like you said, probably the letter. Dad said yeah. on it was like, "Hey, you oh, know yeah. what? Nope, this is my idea. I'm an 80 year old nutball, and this is what I want to have happen, regardless of how stupid you all think it is. This is what I want, and what I want is what's gonna happen." Well, no, and, yeah. it's and because... forget for a minute, for you know, real, real quick, ransom. You mentioned about AEW. Forget from an AEW. Remember that you have a brand new baby show on Fox that literally could hinge on this, like. You have some. You really pissed off wrestling fans with the way that SmackDown ended. Okay, you really pissed off wrestling fans the way that Hell in a Cell ended. You want to keep eyes on Fox at all costs because Fox at any point could say, "Ah, we're going to shift you to FS1 on Saturdays at ten o'clock," and Vince would have fucking boo to say about it. Exactly, so, and yeah, and is and, there a contract like that? I don't know. I'm a lot of time believing that Vince would agree to compl- like giving Fox complete control over going like, well, if you don't like something we're doing, you can shift us onto a different network and shift us into a different time. Fox slot. has all the money we, in the goddamn universe. They can do whatever they want. Three well, words, they, three, three letters, XFL. Like Vince said, <laughs> okay, let's, let's do the XFL and we'll, we'll do it prime time. And then ABC or I'm sorry, NBC was like, you know what? It's not working on prime time, so we're going to shift the spots, and that's where everything went 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 wonky with it. So oh, if, if Vince signed it once, I'm sure he did it twice because money, 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 money. Well, let's not forget too. Um, 
that uh, even after Hell in a Cell, you know, a lot of people were pissed off. And last night's Monday Night Raw, um, it, honestly, if you didn't watch it, you didn't miss a whole lot. I have a couple bullet points, and I'm just going to go over them real quick. Because really, uh, for lack of better terms, last night's Raw was kind of a throwaway show because you have the draft coming up on SmackDown on Friday night and then continuing next week, Monday on raw. So there's really no sense storyline wise to start a bunch of shit last night on raw or really get heavily invested into something. And that's why it was kind of, eh. but here's, here's my bullet points from raw. If anybody didn't watch uh, first, first bullet point, Rusev Lashley dash. Why, why are they going with this cuckold angle? I don't know. Fucking the only the only cool thing about it was that after the fact, instead of Rusev just staying there and looking all distraught and everything, and just that was it, um, you had Orton and who Orton and Corbin staying there outside the ring laughing at him like a couple of bullies, and Rusev just fucking snapped on him and just went ham and beat the shit out of him and threw him all over the place and everything. It was great. That part was good. So I'm glad they had Rusev actually fucking get triggered for once instead of just standing there and taking it. Like, that whole cuckold angle has Vince McMahon written all over it, though. Oh, yeah. That really yeah. seems like a Vince yeah. McMahon thing. Yeah. Um, just, you heard what, I, Beef? And, and, and Bobby Lashley is terrible, terrible fucking acting. Like, he's worse than a porn actor. So I'm just going to wow. throw that out there. But, Look, what did man, you say, do you Beef? know how many years they spend studying that shit? Uh, um, man, I, 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 just, I, I just said 100%. Although, let's not forget that prior to the whole Lashley-Lana thing... This was happening with Mike and Maria Canellis. I mean, you can say that it feels like Vince McMahon, but I remember a lot of crazy, stupid shit happening on ECW on well, TNN. So that, I, you know I what? Think, like, I think Paul's I, smart enough to realize it's not it's not that time frame again. It's not that that same thing isn't going to work. Maybe now. I, but but, but Paul, I, I no. Paul's I feel like enough. so we so so we put Paul Heyman on this pedestal and 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 because he's worth it. But I'm telling you, man. All right. Like well, if Paul Heyman was a god among men, ECW would have beaten. And ECW had all the talent. ECW had great matches. Listen, I mean, I, I'm sorry, ECW I gotta... failed for a big reason, and that's because, again, much like Mara Ronello, Paul Heyman left unchecked can be kind of crazy. No, it, it, that that's a whole other discussion for another time. But they they failed for many other reasons, financially and stuff like that. It's just we we'll get into that later. That's another topic for later. But um, Raw. Getting back to it, uh, the the next match that there was was a uh, a last woman standing match between Natty and Lacey Evans, and I put my note was super Natty, parentheses puke. Natty got the shit kicked out of her all match long, and then at the last at at the eleventh hour she she uh, yeah exactly, and, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, what the hell have they done or what do you think, what does any fan realistically think they're going to do with Natty storyline-wise? The wrong person went over. Fuck them. Next match. Uh, a good match between the Viking Raiders and the and um, uh, Rude and Ziggler. It was, it was still was a, good a big solid. sack of meh, though. Eh, but I mean, it, that was honestly probably the that was honestly probably the best match of the night. I'm going to say was Viking Raiders and 
Rude Tom, you're just reinforcing my point, like like reinforcing my belief that I'm wasting my time watching Raw. I, and watching I know, and that's, and that's why that's why I'm giving you the fast bullet points on this. It was that was a good solid match? Now the Viking Raiders are going to have a tag team title opportunity. They're quote unquote at least in the hunt. Um, the a pointless. I think Alistair... I think I think that's officially for next week. By the way, uh, Viking Raiders yeah. versus uh, Rude Ziggler. So yeah, it is um, a pointless Alistair Black match because he he beat up the Bollywood brothers whatever they, they we need more from alistair black than just Ooh. pick a <laughs> fight. fight yeah exactly exactly we need more than that come on um a six-man tag match it was uh lucha house party versus the oc and i have uh parentheses how many arm drags can you fit into one match question mark but, but why That's... though exactly i don't know fuck it um <laughs> so i didn't give it two shits about that one a good woman's tag match um it was nice to have them uh have oscar speaking japanese and stuff like that and just whatever you know she they're pretty much making oscar and kari saying a heel team because she was using the green mist last night uh and then also sunday night <clears throat> um apollo cruz and ricochet it felt like it should have been more because you have two amazing athletes in there but i think it was maybe just a matter of time um, or again, you know, they don't want to necessarily get too, too far invested into a storyline of something. Cause one of these guys could be going to SmackDown for all we know, who knows? Um, and then they close out the show. And I want to also preface this by saying Bray Wyatt was there last night in the dark match after the end of raw. So the, uh, so the, you know, the post from whatever, uh, WWE social media saying the Bray sustained injuries is bullshit. Uh, I digress. Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury from the stupid. crap that can. What's that? It's stupid and dumb. It's stupid yep. and dumb, and that's exactly what I put. Braun slash Tyson dash meh. That's it. Uh, that was raw. If you if you blink, you missed it. You missed two good tag team matches and and a bunch of cuckold stuff, and that's about it. And I you, glossed- and you missed. I glossed it, over it on Hulu today. It took uh, an hour and a half. Took me about twenty minutes. Yep, yep, pretty much. So what I'm saying, like WWE <clears throat> is all out of goodwill for me, man. Like now that I have NXT, that's actually a two-hour show. Now that I have AEW, the only reason that I would even care about Raw or SmackDown is for what we're doing right now. If it were not for the Pittsburgh Piledriver podcast, I probably would not watch Raw, would not watch SmackDown, and may watch pay-per-views only if there's not a good football game opposite. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this much. Regardless, I'll, I'll sit through the uh, I'll sit through the trash fires because, you know, we uh, just like you said, we we do it for for this anyways. And quite honestly, you I and I, it's Tom, been a while. we got it. And, and for and you know and and for a while I didn't have cable, so I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store again. I feel like I I got to and I want to watch it again, even if it is an absolute dumpster fire or a meh, whatever. But uh, you know what? Uh, we've been we've been yammering on for a little while. Uh, why don't we uh why don't we see if anybody's got some uh stump the chumps for us beef beef a Rooney? We oh. do. We uh. We have some uh, stump the chumps from the usual uh, Mr. Midcard Maniac himself. Uh, we had this for last week, but we held off since uh, Ransom wasn't around. So we want to make sure it's a fair, fair fight. So here is the question: <laughs> Wait, four, a four-on-one fair fight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
Giggity. The 1994 Survivor Series featured a casket match between Taker and Yokozuna, in which Chuck, Chuck Norris was a very was well, I'm sorry was a special enforcer. Uh, four wrestlers tried to interfere in, with varying degrees. The question is which two provided a distraction, which one beat up the Taker, and which one got sidekicked in the face. Wait, I'm, wait, wait, what? What? Very specific question. 1994 Survivor Series casket match. Um, which Undertaker lost, by the way, to Yokozuna, uh, which was, and this is pretty ironic that he mentioned this because I remember that being like a whole thing too. Uh, I think if the internet were around then, they would have shit all over this ending just like this one because this is when um, everyone's like, oh man, Taker's going to beat Yoko, and then Yoko put him in the casket, and then they did the, sh the, the spill with him on the Titan Tron coming back to life in the casket and lightning hitting the casket and all this other bullshit. Oh, that was then. Okay. Yeah, that was then. Uh, four, uh, so four wrestlers tried to interfere with varying degrees, two of which provided a distraction, one of which beat up Taker, and one got sidekicked in the face by Chuck Norris, I believe. Who were they? I know for a fact that Jarrett was in on it. I don't know Who? what role he played. Jeff Jarrett. Okay. I think Common Mustafa was in on it as well, but I'm not sure about that. Those are the only two that I know for certain. I'm I want to say Jarrett was the one that took the kick. Makes sense. I think I remember Jarrett getting kicked by Chuck Norris. I don't think... Um, who was the other guy you said, B? Kama Mustafa. Kama. I, Kama I don't Mustafa. think Kama was there. I'm, I'm fairly certain that King Kong Bundy and Bam Bam Bigelow were involved. Yes. Yep. Uh, but I'm... I'm and I think they're, I think, like, I don't think they did anything. Because um, I, I don't know why, but I can remember, like, snippets of this match. And I, I think they're the ones that, like, came down and got, like, real scared of Chuck Norris and didn't do anything. I'm kind of blanking on the fourth guy. I mean, that's why I was thinking comma, because Million Dollar Corporation. Because I, and he at, was at the, end the, of the supreme day, fighting machine. Right, because then because Kama had a thing with Taker, and like he melted down the original urn and wore it as that necklace, which eventually the Godfather wore as his gold necklace. So that's yep. you know, um, I mean, I I think you're right with Bam Bam and um, King Kong Bundy being there, uh, because wasn't it the 1994 uh, SummerSlam where it was Taker versus Taker, uh, the the million dollar Taker had was there. Um, and, and like I said, I, I know for a fact Jarrett was there, but I, I don't know who would have ha actually had the, uh, the attack on Taker. Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm, I, I don't remember this, so I'm Whoa. trusting your judgment, but I'm going to say Jeff Jarrett took the kick. I'm going to say, yes. Kama, I'm going to say Kama Mustafa, uh, actually like, you know, uh, got the hit in on Taker or whatever, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go with you guys and say Bam Bam and uh, King Kong or the other two. I'll go I, with you guys I, on just, this. I don't think it was Kama. I really don't. I don't think he was involved in that, but I, I can't. Who else would it have been, though? Mr. Fuji? Yeah, that's... No, well, it would have been Fuji. Uh, who did you say... The, um... Would you say beef the million dollar million corporation? Dollar, million dollar corporation. It wasn't, it wasn't IRS. I'll tell you that for certain. No, it um, was. Nope, nope, nope. Now that you say that, it freaking was. It was really. I'm, I'm willing to hedge a bet that IRS was the one that got into the ring and got the hit on Taker. Hmm. Okay. I could I could really be wrong, but I'm but I'm gonna hedge my bet on that. Now that you say million dollar corporation, I think it was IRS. Are we Are we all gonna agree on IRS then? 
I mean, Comma wasn't a million dollar corporation for what it's worth, but if, I mean, when, well, no, when I Ransom... Don't, I don't necessarily agree with me. I'm just saying I just don't remember Comma being there. I could well, be dead wrong, though. I When Ransom has a feeling about these things, because he watches this classic stuff a lot more than the rest of us does, yep. uh, do. Uh, so when, when Ransom has a feeling, I say do. we go with it. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, I'm... What... What do you what do you say there, uh, champ of the podcast? Uh, the I'm going to go with Ransom. He has a good gut, and he's my advocate. Ooh. All right, uh, all right. I'm with so you. we're I'm saying, so we're saying, Jared ate the kick. Uh, King Kong and Bam Bam got the distraction, and IRS had some physical contact with Taker. Sure. Correct. Let's do yes. it. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, Midcar Maniac shirts are available <laughs> to the public. He asked us to let him know that. So shirts are available to the public. They're up on uh, Tiger. Uppercut. Uppercut. Bomb Tom's page at Casual Gaming Dead. Go check it out. Well, no, 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 no. All right. they, no, they are available. They, they are available on the Gould Gaming Shop oh, in Gold Casual Gaming. in Casual Gaming Dad's shop section. So, fucking ransom. You and I are going to Vegas, buddy. Uh, distraction. Bam, bam, Bigelow and King Kong Bundy. Assault. IRS. Uh, sidekick. Jeff Jarrett. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you could not stump the chumps. Bravo. Good, nice, Bravo. Nice nice try, Maniac, but that uh that's uh that's that's, that's, that's ransom's gut for ya. Yo that is. Uh it's growing, it's growing by the day. Yo, P three podcast <laughs> in Vegas. Ooh. Oh boy. If That'd I if I didn't have to sweet. save for a trip to Atlanta next year I would. I, I don't know if you can get that much stupidity on one flight. Oh, I big oh, you could. That's so true. You oh, could. Dang it. How do you think people get to Vegas? <laughs> All right, so let's do some hot tag tribute, Emery. Right. You want to lead it off? I sure will. Oh, shoot. So this question is for uh, my favorite tag team partner, Alec Ransom. Oh. So uh, you and I, my friend, um, we have a lot of very similar feelings for wrestling and just in general. Um, so give me just my – I need to pull it back up here. Give me one moment. Oh god, yeah. Come on, Beef. Don't be the worst. Sorry, I, I had it pulled up and um I, I, I closed it. Then okay. it went back down so, placidly. Okay, so oh so uh Ransom, you and I both seem to enjoy uh WWE theme songs ad nauseum. So as oh, no. a fellow WWE thematic, I'm going to give you some lyrics and I want you to tell me from what theme they come from. Are you ready? Yikes. Oh, uh, okay. Black-robed judges bring the gavel down. Goodbye. Tell me all the ways that I went wrong. They lock us up forever. Given half a chance. Out of sight. Out of mind. Same old dance. Keep the rebels down. Kill their every sound. The more you try to silence me, the more I'm gaining ground. Kelly Kelly. Oh. <laughs> Would you like me to repeat that? Uh, yes. Eugene. <laughs> no, I'm checking. Can you? And and, and I am one hundred percent. Can you put a tone to it, or are you just gonna say no, it? No, because because I I guarantee you that if I let let me give it to you flat one more time, and then the next time I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you the same like the the phrasing. All right. Black robed judges bring the gavel down. Goodbye. <laughs> Tell me all the ways that I went wrong. They'd lock us up forever, given half a chance. Out of sight, out of mind, same old dance. Keep the rebels down, kill their every sound. 
the more you try to silence me, the more I'm gaining ground. All right. If, uh, uh, can you give me any sort of hint on that without putting a a tone to it? I will give you the next line, and that's all I'm going to give you because this one should give it to you. All right. I've I've had enough. I'll make him see. End of days. I'll be your I end of told days. You. Yes, I'll sir. End of days. Yes, sir. Is it that one? Uh, yeah, that, that last for? line. That last line did it. That was. <sighs> Hold on. And wait. First, that was the core, and then that was Wade yep. Barrett. Yep. And they kept trying to use that fucking the the end of days lyric, uh, and now fucking Corbin has it. So go figure. Yeah. But yeah, I man. Liked, uh, I, I liked that theme song. Whenever the core. That was a great. Theme. I understand that the core the core got shat on, because they were like a, a split of the Nexus or whatever. But I love yeah. the theme. Well, good job, man. I, uh, I, I, I figured you'd get it, but I, but I, but I just throw you the bone to, to make sure. Yeah, that that last line did it for me. The other ones I wasn't so sure about. All right, okay, right, so I gotta ask Tom, right? You do hit me uh, with it, Tom. This is a WCW question. I'll laugh WCW. if you have the same WCW one that I have, but go ahead. Yikes! Well, mine involves the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. So, classic ransom fashion, two parter. <laughs> Woo! Uh, name for me. Once WWE bought WCW, okay, and the invasion story angle happened. <gasps> name for me the one, two, three. No, my screen went blank. There we go. One, two, three, four. Four people in WWE during that time held the, the WCW World Heavyweight title, not the WWE World title when it was brought back. But during the Invasion storyline, tell me what people held that belt. Okay, so you're saying during the Invasion storyline, you're saying uh, not not after it was brought back and awarded to Triple H, correct? Correct. So that's before then? Yes, this was before it was unified as the undisputed before Chris Jericho was the first ever undisputed champion. So before then, when Wait, WCW thought, was bought by WWE. Wait, I thought, I thought that the, I thought Chris Jericho being the undisputed champion happened before the invasion. No, that happened after. How? Yeah. How? Because, because they, he was the undisputed champion because he united the world title on the WWE title. Right. Oh, I don't know why. Okay. Honestly, um, that whole invasion story angle, I honestly that was what can you give me the year when that was? Because yep. I, I I honestly probably wasn't watching then. Two thousand one. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I, mm, I'll be honest, I don't remember and I, I'm not gonna waste your time. I don't even want to hazard a guess. I really I, wanted, I really wanted this to go to beef. Yeah. Sorry. I have, so, I, was gonna, I have I have two. Are you including Chris Jericho in that? You're not, right? did he win that title i don't know he did so then i have three uh booker t uh held it initially because i think they had i think the title match on raw like the one when when nitro took over raw was uh booker t versus buff bagwell and that's when the whole judy bagwell thing went down and then uh 
Booker T lost it to The Rock as part of their big feud. And then The Rock lost it to Chris Jericho on the way to him being undisputed champion. I am struggling to think of who the fourth person was, unless you are counting Triple H. Wasn't this Tom's question? Jericho at Mania. He was, yeah, but he, but he tapped out. Unless you're counting Triple H whenever he beat Jericho at WrestleMania 18 for it. No. Uh, so that's all that I can th- consider, but, but, but that's what I'll say. Uh, just keep moving th- things moving along. Booker T, The Rock, Jericho, and then Triple H. No. Um, it was Booker T, The Rock, Chris Jericho, and Kurt Angle. Ah. Okay. So that's three weeks in a row where I've just pretty much been like, nope, next. <laughs> so uh, second part. Okay. Uh, when it was still WCW. Yeah. Before they were bought out by WWE. Name for me the last five WCW champions. Doesn't have to be <laughs> in any particular order. I just need the last five people that held that belt. Uh, Booker T was definitely one because he was the last person because he wanted the last night, did he not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to say, um, okay, the last five people that held that title, uh, I'm going to say Booker T. Who the hell did he face? God damn it. Uh, Booker T, Sting. Uh, I want to say Flair. I want to say Hogan. And I don't know who else. Uh, but I'm just going to say Nash. Fuck it. Can I take a shot, Ransom? Because I think yep. I have at least three. Uh, Booker, because him and Benoit wrestled for, and I think Benoit lost it to Booker T that night. So uh, Booker and Benoit, too. I think Benoit beat Bret Hart for it. I'm not sure about that, but I know Bret Hart is up there. I get the feeling that Goldberg is probably in there, and uh, I'm, I'm with Tom. Uh, oh, you know what? I think Big Papa Pump had it for a hot minute, too. Uh, so I'll go Goldberg, Big Papa Pump. Bret Hart, uh, Benoit, and Booker T. I, do, uh, um, real quick, though, Beef, I don't think Booker wrestled Benoit that last night. I thought he wrestled Sting. No, Flair wrestled Sting. Uh, Fla- oh, Benoit was already was. in WWE. Mm, ah, fuck, you're right. Yeah, sure was. Never okay. mind. Yeah, but anyways, done, go ahead. Done by me. Put you, put you hazard in the guess or no? Nope. Okay, okay. give it to us, Ransom. So, the last five people to hold the title in no particular order. Booker T, Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, Vince Russo. Ew. Uh, I forgot about Vince Russo. All right. Well. Yeah, how disappointing. Hey, in the vein of uh, WCW questions, Poot, I know how much of a big WCW guy you are. So, (laughs) Um, I want you to tell me. I want you to give me the year. Of the first Halloween Havoc, and give me the main Ooh. event from that match. Um, I'm not even gonna try. I'll I'll say 96 Hogan Sting. I don't know anybody else. And and no it nerd was, flexing beef just for time's sake. It was 80 something. Uh, I would I'll I'll say 80. Fuck when was Starcade? Um, you got 10 seconds. <laughs> I'll say 88, and I think the main event was 
All right, I need an answer. Or we got to move on. <laughs> Vader and Mick Foley. That's not right, but Ransom. Nope, no idea. All right, it was, and this is still whenever it was NWA slash WCW. Ooh. It was in 1989, and the main event. You ready for this one? Ric Flair and Sting versus the Great Muta and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome match, which, <laughs> which the Thunderdome matches were kind of actually what the hell in the cell matches were way back when before they were actually called hell in a cell matches ah, wait 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 uh, wait hold on let me look in hold on let me look in let me look in this the dictionary here looking for the definition of overbooked yeah okay yep, there on. it is there we go okay and this is, it was rick flair and sting versus the great muta and terry funk in the thunderdome match there's also a special guest referee can anybody guess that special guest referee uh uh, Lex seven, Luger. Uh, yeah. Kevin Sullivan. Nope. Nope. Uh, it was Bruno San Martino. Uh, oh, wait, hold wow. on. Hold on. Also see super overbooked. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I think, and, and just, just, just a little, a little bit of a aside, because I could have watched this a couple years back. Um, the, uh, I, I think, I think, I think they turned this match into uh, like a, like a, like an eight man tag match a couple years later. Where they had to put somebody in an electric chair and actually like turn the electric chair on, yep, like in the middle that of was, this big put, cage, and that was Abby. Yeah, they put Abby, Abby the in butcher. there and they turned it on, and like it flipped down and nothing happened. So they went back over, flipped it up, and then they flipped it again. Um, oh my yeah, because so it the, wasn't actually Thunder, connected. The Thunderdome matches gave way to what eventually would be like the War Games ma uh, cages and stuff like that with the cage on top. So yeah, All right, little kind uh, of precursor to Hell in a Cell. Go ahead. Right. Uh, beef mine is a softball. It is the softest of balls, so it's going to go. Um, <laughs> oh you heard that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, we all know and love Marty Skrull, the villain himself. Um, Marty Skrull, what is his shoot name? What is his shoot name? And where is he billed from? But where is he actually from? Fuck. You know, I don't know this. Um, I, I have I have no fucking idea. Uh, his it's probably Marty. It's, it's probably Martin something. Um, Can you, I'll, I'll say me, Martin. If you could do his name, the other ones are extra. Give me his shoot name. Martin von Kemp. I don't know. It's, uh, is, is he is is he built from like Leeds upon Tyne in England? No. And he's from London. I don't know. No. Uh, his shoot name is Martin Skrull. Uh, it actually oh. is Martin Skrull, uh, born July 26, 1988. So he's 31. What have I done with my sad life? And um, <laughs> I think the same thing. And uh, he is billed from Cambridge, but he was born in Littleport, Cambridgeshire, England. So there nice. you go. Huh. There. There you go. There was mine. <laughs> Nothing big and ridiculous. Not deep dives on WC fucking W. Just, oh, just about one of the best, one of the best characters and one of the best villains in the business, Marty Skrull. When does he debut for AW? That's a good-looking question, huh? Um, I don't know. Full Gear, maybe the one after that. Is he definitely going there? Probably. You would have to think. Yeah, because his 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 row contract is up. You don't think and he's staying made... there? No, they because 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 Roe made a big deal about about Matt Taven signing his because you know they were like, hey, we didn't lose one to WWE and AEW, we're keeping one. So I think if 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 Marty Skrull had signed, they'd be you know they they'd be tapping that all over. Oh my God, yeah. 
Now, do you think WWE has made a play for him just 100. to keep him away uh, from AEW? Uh, for Marty Skrull? Yeah. A million percent. They probably have, but man, I Marty Marty has to see the writing on the wall for that. Why wouldn't he want to go work for his buddies? I think I think that they actually made a play for him before the Ring of Honor contract it was, last year. Yeah, it was after before the Ring of Contract and after the New Japan. Mm-hmm. He was in that dead zone, and so, everyone everyone thought, "Oh yeah, he's going to AEW," and he signed with Roe, and everyone was kind of like, "Oh," because everybody thought for sure that the Bucks and Kenny and Skrull were all going to um, NXT with the Hangman, and well, you know, fate it seemed had other ideas. Interestingly so, enough, one more question about people going places: uh, Is Punk going back to WWE? Um, there's been rumors that he was going to have some sort of like a uh, broadcasting job with, uh, with Fox, but somebody no- said, yes, yeah, somebody reported that he signed a contract with Fox to be on this, uh, after the bell show. I think that Renee Young is, is, is hosting on FS1 as some sort of like an analyst. Uh, the, the, the idea there is that punk will be working for Fox, not for WWE, but in time, it would mend the fences and get him back as a, you know, at, at least a part-timer. Mm. Well, I, so I, you think I, that I, solidifies him not going to AEW then? I mean, it's all it's still all conjecture. It is, um, yeah. So I really don't think, I think unless they have a really big long play, I don't think punk because he said in tons of interviews he's like they have sent me text messages like they they've they've like sent me texts that said yo hey you want to talk about a contract he's like don't do that call me or come see me if you're really interested like he he hasn't said no he's just off put by the fact that you're it's like he wants that little bit of pomp and circumstance of like cody showing up at his fucking door in a suit Saying, can we I mean, talk? they went to fucking JR's fucking house to recruit him. You can't fucking pick up a phone and call Phil Brooks. Like, in my mind, was the hottest free agent. Be like, hey, man, you want to you wanna shove that knife between Vince's ribs? Get in on this. It was, it was about fucking botch. Like, well, I, you know, that, I it, want, the whole fucking thing. I watched the StarCast interview with Punk. It was really a good watch, by the way. You should watch it. Um, Punk, Punk talks about it. He's like... He, he he's really mellow. He's even said he's like I mellowed out a lot. He's like he's like it was it was so much. It took so much of my emotional energy. It it took so much of my happiness. And he's like now I've just let it go. He's like I I, I he doesn't seem to really resent WWE. He doesn't seem to resent any of that. He's just like I'm happy. He's like I'm happy doing what I do. I'm happy doing all the neat things I'm doing. And, like, I'm interested to see him act. I kind of want to see that. Was it Girl on the Third Floor? Yes. I want to see that. I want to see how he does. Because I feel like Punk is either going to be a surprisingly great actor or a, oh, hey, it's Punk kind of trying to, okay. Yeah, it's it's one or the other. There's no gray area. It can't be any worse than his UFC career. And and Ah. I I love CM Punk, but, man, talk about. He tried. Yeah, he, 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 he tried his best, but, man, it, it did not go yeah, well. So right. we've all seen the interviews where Punk has said they've sent me text messages and 
you know, like I, I would appreciate a phone call or something. If we've all seen those interviews, you would have to imagine the people in charge of AEW have seen those interviews as well. So if they really wanted him, I would imagine like once they saw that first interview where he came out and said, yeah, they sent me texts, but I mean, can't you pick up the phone or something? If they were really interested, don't you think once they saw that interview, they would have been like, oh, we can land him. All we have to do is give a little bit more. Well, let me let me. Let me put a bow on this real quick. I, I think, honestly, maybe in time, maybe they don't have something where they feel like they can work him in right now creatively. Uh, and let's not also forget that they just brought back the former Jack Swagger, suffering oh. fuck attaches Jack Swagger. Oh, dude, I'm is, thrilled about that. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, honestly, I think, no, I think, I think, I think I, that's a great return. I want, I want to, th- I want to throw a little. I, 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 I always, uh, I, I hate, I hate to say it, but uh, whenever it was like him and Cody. In W in WWE, I was like, "Oh, it's oh. Team Lisp, great." Um, but I digress. No, uh, it, it is. It was. It actually was really surprising. I don't know how I forgot and glossed over that from AEW. But that was another good point. That was a big surprise. Uh, so you know, they maybe they just don't have a spot for him yet I, creatively, and they don't want to put him in limbo. Everybody else, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I, you so know, I read. That. So, so so when so 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 when he came out and he did this, um, the, the first interview was a like a very public forum in Sports Illustrated, and from what I understand, that read a lot that, that that rubbed a lot of people in AEW the wrong way. That he would just out the dirty laundry like that, as opposed to going to them personally, because you know that that relationship too works two ways, as opposed to being pissy and going to a national sports publication and and outing it there. Why not pick up the phone and say, hey, man, if you want me, all you got to do is call me. So, uh, Well, we could sit there and debate that all day. It's one of those, well, well, you do it first. No, you do it first. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Like, it's it, whatever. But it, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, who's uh, who's closing us out tonight? Uh, I think I will. Go for it. Have, have the champ do it. And, yes, Tom, like you said in our chat, this time the champ's win was clean as a fucking whistle. Hey, you um, know what? Uh, kudos to you. You, I fucking, I ate the shit bag on the Hell in the Cell picks. I was nowhere yep. near close. See, we the thing did. is, we were, see, we, see, were we, we, we were all so far off. See, the thing is, Hell in a Cell is stupid, and so am I. That's why I won. Hey, <laughs> anyway, next, wow. next month, next month here, November is going to be a big full card with full gear. We got NXT and we have Survivor Series I all, know, fucking, all in one month. So get ready for it, champ. Oh, yeah. fucking War Games. I, I forgot all about um, NXT yeah, War Games next month. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. So thank you all very much for listening to the P3 podcast. We uh, appreciate you stopping by. Hopefully you like, comment, and uh, subscribe to the P3 podcast on YouTube. Check us out on uh, Anchor, which means you can also check us out on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can get your normal podcasts make sure you uh listen to us make sure that you check out our facebook page as well and give us your ama questions we're going to be doing that saturday hopefully live streaming uh a um uh an ask me anything where we're just going to be us we're not going to be uh tiger bomb tom and alec ransom and beef the legend and poot the bard we're going to be you know us and we're going to talk about the things we do in our lives, what we're interested in. If you have any kind of questions for us, please, please, please ask them. Uh, you can also email them to Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast at gmail.com. So check uh, check us out there. Also send in your Stump the Chump questions. Uh, maybe just maybe we'll do a Stump the Chumps uh, as well. 
Um, also, check out our sponsors. Uh, Casual Gaming Dad himself, Mr. Tiger. Uppercut. Bomb Tom. Over on uh, Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitch as well. He streams really cool stuff. Are you still working on uh, South Park, Tom? No, I actually, uh, after about five, five and a half hours of gameplay last night, I finished up the Fractured But Whole, and actually, as soon as we sign off here, I am starting up Resident Evil 2 Remake on PS4. Ooh, I can't fucking wait. That's a good one. Um, so go check him out. Uh, he streams. Give him his support, and also support uh, uh, Gould Gaming as well. Go check out uh, Casual Gaming Dad's page on Gould Gaming. Pick up. Uh, I have my Casual Gaming Dad NWO themed shirt. Uh, you should pick one of those up, and you can also pick up your very own Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast T-shirt on Tom's page as well. Uh, so please go support the podcast there and also make sure if you are in the central Pennsylvania area, get your tickets for clear, uh, Clearfield. Um, oh my gosh, I blanked. IWC Clearfield X. You can go to IWCWrestling.com. Check out uh, Facebook.com slash IWCWrestling uh, and uh, get your tickets. They're going quickly, and it's going to be a hell of a show. Sean Tischler, thank you so much for having the P3 Podcast be part of that. For Beef the Legend over there. That was oh, your key. Silent is the grave. <laughs> hey, uh... Yeah, but um, I, I'm 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 just super excited for uh, for Saturday. Uh, uh, you know, like 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 we said, come up, talk to us. And uh, for Mister Tiger, uppercut bomb, Tom. Can't wait for Saturday. I'm looking forward to it, boys. Yep. And my advocate, the best advocate, Mister Alec Ransom. Apparently, if you're uh, gonna shit on the podcast, beef will shit on your back because that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, you damn right. And you you're, damn right. And you're damn. still reigning, defending, undisputed chooserweight champion of the P3 podcast, Poot the Bard, baby. Have a good evening, day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Or don't. Who cares? Who cares?